2: Look at betting next week's games in the NFL. This is opening lines with Jonathan Montoble and Matt Humans on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? And welcome into another edition of the opening lines. Man, Week Twelve already in the books. We are chugging along here in the National Football League season, and we do, of course, have a Sunday night game underway. Quick update for all of those who are with us right now: thirteen to ten. Your score right now with the Baltimore Ravens up on top of the Cleveland Browns. They have a second and nine, just shy of midfield. We'll keep you up to date on this. Game is the proper term,
3: uh, technically, but not exactly a well-played game at this point right now. Look at this. Browns. The interception, huh? Browns fighting back here. Looks like an interception with uh, 12.54 to go. Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook director, not going to be on this show tonight with us. But he did tweet... These two teams were in playoff contention? What
2: the hell? <laughs> yes. Uh, my yeah. my rock-solid tweet was, my takeaway from the games today, the AFC North stinks. Uh, and I think that's pretty accurate at this point right now. And looks like that is going to be an interception, I believe, of Lamar Jackson's <laughs> fourth of the day. So a very well-played game for the Baltimore Ravens. With
3: that. Right here, one more tweet. Huh? Rex Byers. So oh, West State Super Bowl. boy. Really? Ready? Ready. Quote, I even have replay if you're going to cheat me out of my money. Just bring a ski mask and a gun and take it from me instead. I give up. I would assume that's
2: in reference to the David Njoku touchdown. That was that, seven minutes ago. Uh, yeah, that was in reference to the David Njoku touchdown, which I uh, hate to break it to you, Rex. That was a touchdown. It never hit the ground. So. Uh, with that, opening lines for next week. We'll keep it up. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to command the crew right now. They're showing replays of the Colts game. Uh, turn it off. I don't want to see it right now. All right. Thursday night football, a week between games for both of these squads as we both saw them on Thanksgiving, taking on different opponents, obviously. Dallas Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints. Look ahead line five, Matt Humans with a total of 48 reopens. Dallas minus five and a half. Not surprising. Cowboys, of course, defensively looked like they had some issues, but the Saints looked like they had more issues offensively in their loss to the Buffalo Bills. That looked
3: horrendous. Yeah, that was a tough watch on Thanksgiving night. It's unfortunate, you know, when everybody's gathered around, you don't have many games on, uh, you're done eating, laying on the couch, you want to watch a good game, and the Saints show up, yeah, and uh, I got well, pretty heavy the, into
2: the JMO after this one.
3: The Saints failed to show up, I should say. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna back him again this week. You know, with uh, with no Alvin Kamara out there, Trevor Simeon looked uh, hopeless. And Sean, Mac- I said that Sean Payton, I could tell you the same thing about Sean McVay, but Sean Payton nice. is slipping a little bit, yeah. Uh, Sean Payton made a really cu- couple of really questionable calls in that game. I don't know why he's throwing all this money at Taysom Hill. He just seems totally discombobulated as a coach, and uh, the Saints, not really a team I want to back right now. The Cowboys have all sorts of COVID issues on their side. Uh, you know, I'm pretty much to the point where I'm not even handicapping COVID anymore. Just going to ignore this. But last week, when the Cowboys did have Amari Cooper and CD Lamb out, and the mm-hmm. Lamb was out because of a concussion, you and I both liked the Raiders. Uh, because you can't really take your top two wide receivers out of the league's most explosive offense and, and still think you're going to be that explosive. Right, And uh, the Cowboys were not. So keep an eye on that. I would expect uh, those two guys to be back Thursday night. And... Uh, I don't like to play road favorites here, but I'm not going to play the Saints.
2: Second time in three weeks, Cowboys defense has looked a little leaky, uh, but not really sure Trevor Simeon and company are the ones to test that theory yet again. So we move on to Sunday's slate of games. A big slate, solid contest pretty much across the board, although there's a lot of spreads, touchdown or higher this coming weekend of NFL action. Minnesota Vikings on the road against the Detroit Lions. How about this? For the 11th game this year, and by the way, the Vikings have played 11 games. Uh, They have had had a lead of seven or more points today against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Still, not enough. They lose by eight don't cover on the road against the Detroit Lions. Look ahead with seven and a half slide adjustment here on the reopen of Minnesota minus seven that along with the Arizona Cardinals on the road against the Chicago bears next week. Humans opens up seven on the look ahead. Reopen seven today. And we get a tweet today from Kyler Murray. It is that of Thanos. I know who you know. Thanos is right. Oh, who's the Matt Titan. The big purple guy from the Marvel movies? You know that one?
3: Never heard of it. Oh,
2: come on. Uh, Regardless, he tweets out a Thanos gif. It means that Kyler Murray is back this weekend for the Arizona
3: Cardinals. Well, I assumed he would be back. No, okay. He's been out about a month, so it's about time for him to return. I know that ankle injury was more serious than uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals let on initially, but uh, I think it is time for him to come back. But, oh, boy, there's a pick dropped in the secondary by the Ravens. That's why he's a DB and not a receiver, baby, That's what you say every time you see a DB drop a. A pick like that, I will say that um, the Cardinals play really well without Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Colt McCoy has proven to be one of the top backups in the league. So, uh, and you also wonder when a guy's been out this long, is he going to be a little bit rusty when he comes back? Because we've seen that other with other quarterbacks as well.
2: Yep. So we move on from there to Denver Broncos at Kansas City Chiefs. This is up on the rotation, but this is our Sunday night game now. Out of all the games to flex into Sunday night, it's this one. It's kind of weird. Uh, maybe you should reference the sports books when flexing games because the Chiefs are a nine-and-a-half-point mm-hmm. favorite uh, at home against the Denver Broncos. Chiefs, of course, as we know, starting to finally find their form after a very slow start to the season. Colts go on the road. We'll talk later at length about the Indianapolis Colts which would transpire today against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, but... Look ahead was 7 with a total of 47. Then it gets readjusted to 7.5 because the Houston Texans, as we know, are kind of garbage, and the offense looked pretty poor today, and they're lost to the New York Jets. And speaking of the Jets, look ahead here was Philly, of 6.5 with a total of 45. Well, Eagles are a 7-point favorite on the road against the New York Jets. We were texting about this earlier. We brought it up on the show during the edge. A team that had been favored just two times this entire year, was all of a sudden laying over a field goal (laughs) on the road against a divisional opponent, and what happens? The Eagles lay an egg, absolutely. You get a touchdown, essentially a touchdown pass, dropped at the end that would have potentially put them up on top. Jalen Hurts, yet again, for the fifth consecutive week, fails to throw for over 200 yards, and that offense looked atrocious. You're laying a full seven with this team?
3: Eagles can run the ball, and uh, they probably should have stuck to that a little bit more today. Now, that that number looks a little bit too high to me. I thought the Eagles, I thought there were two... Uh, shoebox plays on the board today. Square plays. Mm-hmm. One was Eagles. One was Bucks. And uh, the the Buccaneers hmm, bleepin' got there. <laughs> uh, it sh- never should have happened. But the those road favorites like that, you got to be careful. Yep. And too many points. And I didn't think the Buccaneers should have even been uh, full field goal favorites on the road. And uh, definitely didn't think the Eagles should have been more than field goal favorites on the road. But uh, the betting public jumped all over those two sides. So
2: yeah, the Eagles got as high in some spots as four this morning yeah. against the New York Giants. Uh, it was some lopsided support there. Los Angeles Chargers on the road against Cincinnati Bengals, one of the top games of the next weekend because this has massive wild card implications, everything, although the Chargers laying an egg today themselves Mm -hmm. uh, might not be as impactful for them in the playoff race. But regardless, they need to keep themselves alive. Look ahead here was Bengals minus one and a half with a total of 48. Readjusted to Bengals minus two and a half. We're seeing those two and a half with altered juice now across the board. Humans minus two and a half, minus 120. Would not be surprised. Should be this full three by the time we get to Monday.
3: And even before we get off the air, potentially. Uh, I think so, too. Yeah, if you like the Bengals, lay it now. The Chargers uh, today didn't surprise me that much that uh, they showed up and uh, were a little bit flat against the Broncos. I had the Broncos on my short list this this week, JVT, and I'm upset I didn't play it, but that's the way it works. Sometimes you have a game on your short list and it loses. Sometimes it wins. When it wins, you kick yourself in the butt for it. But, hey, that Broncos defense doesn't really miss Von Miller, does it? Do no, I mean, you no. think maybe Von Miller's impact was overrated? It, it might have been.
2: It yeah. might have been. Uh, I've, I'm going to save this joke. It's a good joke. We're almost getting to the Rams game, so I'll put it in the chamber for right now. Okay. Uh, but well, let's talk about those Giants then. Uh, New York Giants on the road against the Miami uh, Miami Dolphins. Don't look now. Dolphins, winners of four straight. Miami starting to turn things around here a little bit. Miami, look ahead, 2.5 with a total of 43.5. Readjusted to 2.5 minus 120 in most shops, and that's where you're looking at on the board right now. Dolphins are at home. Against the New York Giants and a really intriguing matchup one as well, similar to that Bengals line against the Chargers. Also involves an AFC West team, Washington football team on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders look ahead was one and a half reopens Vegas Raiders minus two and a half. And I got to tell you, look, we've seen this Raiders offense look explosive at times. They still looked explosive in the first half of that Chiefs game. They finally put it all together against the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Now they get extra time to get ready for one of the worst defenses in the NFL.
3: Yeah, and I kind of feel like the Raiders are better in the underdog role. Yeah. I kind of felt that way the the entire season and that's why I wouldn't be in a hurry to back them here against the Washington football team uh, you know again in the underdog role in Thanksgiving they show up they play like they got nothing to lose and sometimes uh, that's what you have to do to bring the best out of you is uh, you just got to play loose and I thought that's what the Raiders were on Thanksgiving after losing three in a row they went in there to play with uh, like nothing to lose now they come home and uh, they think uh, they got a chance to be a playoff team again and they're a favorite. Uh, anything less than three, though, I, I think I would still lean Raiders. Yep. Once you get to the number three, I, I would go. I would either look at the dog or pass. I think this is going to be a tight game. We're going to see Washington play tomorrow night. That's going to be a thriller.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, from there, we go to the Baltimore Ravens on the road against Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Baltimore, of course, currently in action right now, up by three points over the Pitts, or excuse me, over the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but this will be interesting to see what the market does with this, considering that the Steelers. Um, is no show putting it kindly oh for the Pittsburgh Steelers today? Soft. Uh, I think soft is the word. I also think we're done with the Roethlisberger thing. Like, I, I think you kind of got to move on. <laughs> and, and I don't even know. Like, <laughs> to, to, well, to what? I was what? Say. Like, to move on to what? To this season, I don't know what. But at this like, this has to be the last year. The he's a fran- has got nothing. Well,
3: this is his last year. Yeah. I, I think some people want him benched now. But uh, the Steelers, he's a franchise legend, Hall of Famer. Steelers don't want to bench him right now. Uh, and really, they don't have anywhere else to turn. Yeah. They painted themselves in their corner by bringing Big Ben back for the season, and now you're kind of stuck with him, right? Yep. Because I, I Mason Rudolph's not going to make the situation better. Yeah, you can't do Dwayne Haskins. And I'm not a... going to blame Big Ben for everything that went wrong today. That yeah. Steelers defense was soft, and we have not seen that out of Pittsburgh in quite a while. I like the Steelers for a decade or two. They've been great in those type of situational spots. Yep. Today we saw a Mike Tomlin team that we really never see, and that was a team that no-showed.
2: Last two contests for Sunday, and these involve, of course, two or three NFC West teams. Jacksonville Jaguars, they're not the NFC West team, will be on the road against the Los Angeles Rams. Look ahead was 12, uh, reopens at 13 and a half. The Rams, how about that, the market? Uh, I guess Aaron Rodgers' pinky toe is worth four and a half points to the spread, but it didn't really matter because uh, the Rams had absolutely nothing. we got today. a lot to talk about with the Rams
3: yep. later in the show.
2: And the San Francisco 49ers on the road. This is your biggest adjustment on the look ahead market. Seahawks were a one-and-a-half point favorite mm-hmm. on the look ahead last week. It opens today, San
3: Francisco minus two-and-a-half after a big win at home yeah. over the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, the uh, the 49ers have shown they can win home games again. Yep. And the Seahawks are definitely uh, sliding, and we're, we're going to see how bad it gets because if uh, the Seahawks rally and win Monday night, Maybe uh, they'll feel like uh, they can regroup and be okay down the stretch. If they lose at Washington Monday night, man, it could get ugly. It could be the end of the Russell Wilson-Pete era in Seattle.
2: And how good can it get for the New England Patriots? Uh Winners of six straight, covered all of them, and now they're on the road against the Buffalo Bills. That's a big-time
3: game next Monday night.
2: Cannot wait. The opening lines here on B-City.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your
5: podcasts.
4: This is Opening Lines with Charles Devontobel and Matt Humans
2: on FiSEN, the Sports Betty Network. VSIN Cyber Monday offers here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, including insights and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Limited time offer. Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at slash subscribe. All right, let's welcome in Vinny Maiulo, VSIN Vinny up on Twitter. One of the many men that runs the shop behind the South Point Sportsbook counter. All right, Viddy, uh, let's talk about what we're watching right now. Not the game itself. This game kind of sucks, and so do the two teams playing it. Uh, but what about the number that you guys closed at, and from a results perspective, what the South Point is looking for, rooting for in this game tonight?
5: Yeah, guys, good to be with you. Uh, still uh, Thanksgiving. So hopefully everybody had a great uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Plenty of activity, lots of betting. Uh, again, didn't, uh, didn't disappoint from a betting perspective. Uh, Ravens four and a half on the opener guys and was pretty steady uh, pretty steady stream of uh, Browns money here back in uh, back in the Browns even with their injuries. Wound up closing this game three and uh, that was uh, that was right in a little bit of a move to the over 47 and a half off the 46 opener. So uh, yeah, again, it was uh, it was a good day a busy day. Uh, wound up uh, with a good morning and uh, wound up uh, okay in the afternoon as well. So I think uh, it was a better day for the books. Than, uh, than last week overall.
3: JVT, we sat here last Sunday night. What I say about the uh, the Browns-Ravens matchup? I said, the least interesting Sunday night game of the season. It me. has
2: definitely become that. It has <laughs> lived
3: down to the lack of hype. And uh, what do we got, 13-10 now with about seven minutes to go? Yep, on the nose. Who's got the ball? Uh, the Cleveland Browns do. Browns got the ball. Appear to be driving. Okay. Okay. Hi, Vinny. Uh, what were the what were the biggest wins, or maybe a couple of the losses for the book today? Before we jump in and look ahead to Week 13.
5: Well, when you look at the morning guys, um, the, the Colts game uh, was definitely a game that went uh, went to the betters. Uh, believe it or not, you know you look at you look at this schedule, right? And you look at the you know some of the marquee Everybody was excited about the Patriots, who uh, definitely got there. Yep, that game, even though the Titans had some injuries. Believe it or not, some of the biggest cheers of the day came on the second game of the rotation, the Jets-Texans game, which I, I, I'm still trying to figure out uh, why there was so much interest in that game. But believe it or not, it doesn't matter. If, it, if there's a game that you at least expect, that was one of the games, uh, even though it, it opened 2.5 and, and closed 2.5, wound up with uh, some more Jets money there. Uh, we needed uh, the uh, Giants today, so that was uh, that was a good result uh, for the house as the Eagles uh, went from 3.5 uh, to 4 on the close. Um, the Dolphins game uh, wound up, uh, that game open. pick'em, uh, and the, uh, the betters backed to Carolina in that one. Uh, the uh, the Steeler game got uh, back and forth. Uh, we wound up needing the Steelers in the game, uh, believe it or not. But uh, the afternoon was what carried, I'd say, the day, too. We had a decent morning, needed the Broncos in the afternoon. They got there, needed the Vikings. Obviously, they didn't, but they wound up needing the Packers. That's the second week in a row, and I can't remember the last time we needed the Packers in back-to-back weeks, uh, but this was uh, this was the case today as well as it was uh, last week. Uh, but they did get there today, so it was that uh, was that was one of the biggest decisions today?
3: Yeah, the betting public loved the Eagles as road yep. favorites, and they loved the Rams and flipped them to uh, road favorites. I heard Michael Lombardi on Sin this morning say he loved he used he used the word loved the Rams wow. in that spot today at Lambeau, and uh, they got ran out by the. Packers. Vinny Maiulo with us, Visa Oddsmaker, South Point Oddsmaker, and uh, Gone Gaming Sportsbook Director. Alright, I'm going to fire two games at you for the upcoming week. Two teams that got trashed on Turkey Day. The Cowboys and the Saints. Thursday night, the Cowboys are going to open five and a half point favorites at New Orleans. How do you think that game will be bet, Vinny?
5: Yeah, I think I think folks are going to watch and see the injury reports for both of these teams. You know, is Kamara going to play for the Saints? That's going to be a bit have a big impact on it. And you're looking at the number, Matt. And we know we talk about key numbers, uh, but we also talk about dead numbers. And it's uh, you know five five and a half is kind of a dead number. Why? Why do I say that? Because it just doesn't fall that much, and it's not as critical. However, if you're a home dog, particularly on a Thursday night, and you're getting healthy, well, maybe that's uh, maybe that's the elixir. So. Uh, you know, if Kamara plays, I think you'll see some Saints backing. Uh, and then the Cowboys, how, how do you figure this team? It looked like they were in cruise control, especially for the division. I mean, the the, the Eagles lost today certainly helps them. But, uh, you know, just another team where you just they leave you scratching their head. Even, you know, there were equal amounts of penalties on uh, Thanksgiving Day. But you look at this ca- Cowboy team, they've got their share of injuries as well, particularly in the receiving corps. So I think injuries are going to play a part uh, in, in terms of who's returning for this game. But it's a standalone game, and it is uh, the Cowboys who are a public team. So it'll be bet very heavily. Uh, but uh, I think it'll depend on the injuries and who's coming back or who's not coming back to see how uh, this number, uh, whether or not it goes to six mm-hmm. or be uh, or gets lower than five, five and a half.
3: All right, JBT's going to hit you with some uh, college openers. i got one more in the NFL, Patriots, Bills, uh, a week from Monday, this is going to be a good one in uh, Buffalo. And this number, Vinny, do you think it's going to toggle from three to three and a half?
5: Well, three and a half, I think, was what you're seeing. Yeah, Matt. I mean, look at look at who's who's in better form, and it's really clear. It's the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. And and you're looking at just how they're playing and how they're defending. It's you know, you can say that uh, it's a tailor made offense uh, for Mac Jones, but I think the way they're defending is uh, is the key, and really. Uh, they've been more consistent than the Bills, so yeah, I think three. In, you know, you'll see three, three and a half. You may see four in this game, but I think it's going to be a good two-way betting game uh, come Monday night. And it'll depend on what's going to it from the weekend as well, but uh, a good betting game and a good uh, good game for the top spot in the AFC East on Monday night.
2: Vinny Mayula with us, Veece and Vinny. All right, Vinny, we'll uh, transition over then to uh, college because it is championship weekend. All sorts of title games are going to be held this coming weekend. So let's start with the big one, SEC title game, Georgia and Alabama. Uh, what did you guys open up over at the South Point? Because uh, there were some varying openers, and I think did you guys open six and a half in favor of Georgia where you're at now?
5: Six and a half, uh, exactly where it opened, JVT. And, uh, you know, a week ago, uh, it was uh, was about three right uh, you know Georgia was three but when you look at the way Georgia's playing especially their defense and uh, how erratic Alabama's been I mean and they certainly escaped they found a way to win well they found a way to win yesterday because the guy wouldn't go out of bounds for, for Auburn uh, but their defense did play better not not necessarily against a particularly good offensive team in Auburn uh, but uh, this game now up to six and a half when have you seen? Alabama as a six and a half point favorite, especially in the SEC title game. But that's where it opened, and that's where we sit right now.
3: You don't see Alabama as a dog, period, <laughs> now getting six here and a all.
5: half. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. All right. What about the Big Ten title game then, Vinny? Michigan and Iowa. It seems like the Wolverines are uh, pretty heady favorite here. What do you, uh, what'd you guys make the number at the open and any action here up to this point?
5: Yeah, ten and a half, a little bit of Michigan. I mean, this seems high. Listen, to me, it seems a little bit high, but this is also a uh, a response to the market, too, right? Iowa winds up backing into this game. Michigan plays their way into it convincingly yesterday against Ohio State. So this uh, this one this, these two games that we're talking about have not seen movement. If you look at a lot of the other championship games this week, a lot of them have had movement, but neither of these two have. And uh, so right now, Alabama is holding steady as six-and-a-half-point dogs, and uh, Michigan holding steady as ten-and-a-half-point favorites. We'll have to see just exactly how this goes. I think there's going to be some uh, some folks that are just waiting. I think more experienced bettors are waiting to see if they can get more than ten and a half. And if it goes up, they'll grab the points uh, with Iowa in this one. But Michigan's on a roll, and I got to tell you guys, uh, they they're probably you know scratching their heads about that Michigan State game, and uh, rightfully so. But they're Mm -hmm. playing as good as anybody in the country right now. Very dangerous team. In fact, I've got them. I've moved them up to. uh, uh, to number uh, three uh, in uh, number four in my power ratings.
3: How how do your power ratings here? Go? You got Georgia one, Alabama two, or who do you have two?
5: Yep, I do. I got Georgia, Alabama, I still have Ohio State, and I got Michigan number four. Then right after that, it's uh, a group of teams: Notre Dame, Oak State, uh, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma.
3: Vinny, will uh, will Alabama? You think draw a fair amount of action here as a six and a half point dog? I mean, that's obviously the side I'm going to look at. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I think you're look, but you're also doing what a lot of folks are doing, right? Matt, you're Mm -hmm. waiting to see if you can get seven, right? right? And uh, yeah, so I think uh, if that's the case, yeah. Once once it gets to seven, and and I think it may, because again, Georgia's defense is just phenomenal. Now, what's going on in the back of people's mind? Who can afford the loss in this game? Is it Georgia or is it Alabama? Certainly Georgia. A one-loss Georgia team still gets into the postseason. A two-loss Alabama team? Well, it's going to depend on a lot of other uh, variables, uh, you know, in a lot of other games. But uh, I think, uh, like you, Matt, a lot of folks are waiting to see if they can get seven. It may get there, and if it does, it won't last long.
2: Yeah, I wonder if, uh, as we have talked about, will the uh, sharp betters out there, humans, allow it to get to seven, or will they get the itchy trigger finger and take that six <laughs> and a half, as we see many times? Uh, all right, Vinny, hey, before we get you out of here, there's obviously uh, many more other title games. What do you expect Oregon and Utah to end up, uh, and where'd you open? Because we're seeing threes across the board now in this rematch between these two.
5: Yeah, you know, JVT, Good we we used three and a half, particularly after the last game uh, between these two teams, but it's a rematch and, uh, you know, teams looking to get, uh, you know, to play play in that Rose Bowl. So I I would say that it it did open three and a half. They did grab the three and a half. So it's at three right now. I think we're going to wind up seeing a situation where it's probably going to go back and forth between three and three and a half. So it looks like it may lay three. Uh, but definitely, uh, three and a half looks like to be the take right now.
2: Follow well, him on Twitter at and Vinny. Vinny, always good to talk to you. Thanks for the time, sir. Great stuff, guys. All right, you got it, Vinny. Mayula over at the South Point Sports. We'll take our break, we'll come back, we'll update you on what's going down in Sunday Night Football as the Ravens are looking to bleed the clock out and take this game home. is Opening Lines with Charles Tobel and Matt Humans on End, the Sports Betting Network. We get the first down, the game's over. That's very true. The first down, now this is a big moment here in this Browns and Ravens game. No, it is a... So how about this? This Fourth is pretty, eight. It's a pretty fascinating situation mm-hmm. here. So the Ravens right now are up 13-10, to 10, uh, laying in the range of three points, uh, opened as high as four. Uh, so this is an important moment as the Ravens are facing a fourth and eight with a minute and 15 left to go in the fourth quarter, it's interesting because there was a holding call on this drive mm-hmm. that ultimately set up this moment. The Ravens would have had a much better shot at getting a first down and ending this game, and Cleveland backers would have been very happy. Ultimately, though, now it looks like Justin Tucker, the best kicker the National Football League has ever seen, is going to get a shot at putting the Ravens up six with a minute fifteen left. Here.
3: Yeah, what's happened here is uh, the Browns betters got screwed by the Ravens getting called for holding. Right, like you just pointed out, if the Ravens had picked up that first down, they could have run out the clock. The final score here would be thirteen to ten. Instead, they get pushed back. They don't get the first down. They have to call timeout with a minute fifteen to go, and uh, they're probably going to win this game sixteen to ten <laughs> instead of thirteen to ten.
2: yeah you left Baker too much time.
3: If Baker Mayfield drives the Browns down to win the game 17 16. With one arm, with one No blade. timeouts, and a, about a minute 10 on the clock, I'll buy you the buffet at the South Point. Nice. Well, all right. I'm in. Hopefully, think... we don't have to wait in line two and a half hours like on Thanksgiving. Totally Justin Tucker, what else? Yep. But right down the middle, 16 10 with 110 to go. According to
2: NBC's uh, little tracker there, it was good from 64 yards. <laughs> this guy's ridiculous. Uh, all right. So. As we wait to see what Baker Mayfield's got with a minute and 10 seconds left and no timeouts, down by six. Wanted to bring up uh, a couple of games to look at in hindsight from this past week and look ahead to next week, too. Really wanted to start with this Rams and Packers game because our production crew did a really good job putting this together. But I, I was fascinated watching this transpire as the week went on, Matt
3: Humans. Wait a minute, it, wait a minute. Uh, my script here says this is where we look at the Cam Newton highlight reel. Uh, <laughs> what, what happened to that?
2: People hate on my guy Cam. <laughs> don't know why. Mike Cam Newton, he's a good guy. He's really happy last week. Looked like his career was flashing before his eyes, and ultimately gets to come back in a blaze of
3: glory. Yeah, How'd
2: and then that, that blaze extended <laughs> out to the rest of the team, and then they just crashed and burned. But how about this? This is the most fascinating story of the week, man. The Packers Rams line. So it opens up last Sunday. Rams a two and a half point favorite or underdog? Excuse me, two and a half point underdog. Mm-hmm. Now we knew going into the Vikings game. Maybe there's a little toe injury for Aaron Rodgers. We also knew that after the game that he had maybe allegedly uh, right aggravated the injury. Oh, good God. Did the market react? And he didn't practice. Mm-hmm. So you go from Rams plus two and a half last Sunday. He doesn't
3: need to practice, by the way.
2: Right? I would agree. To plus one throughout the week. Eventually, the Rams flip and it becomes they become a favorite on Thursday. They get to as high today as minus two and a half before some spots closing Rams minus two. And they never sniffed covering mm-hmm. that number. Today against the Green Bay Packers, this is something, and I I brought this up last week, and there are many examples of it in this season alone. The news that you hear is factored into these numbers. right? And so when you consistently get this one-sided action based on bad news, you're not getting any value in any of those situations. This is the most recent example. The Cleveland Browns-Denver Broncos game where the market completely freaks out over injuries on the, bron- the Browns side. What happens? They end up covering a really short number. Like, time and time again, you see these numbers overreact. the Packers and Arizona Cardinals game on Thursday night where the market goes crazy because Devontae Adams and Al Lazard aren't available. And, of course, the Green Bay Packers win that game outright. So, again, this is just, I think, another example. But I thought this was fascinating given the team on the other side, by the way, that had been completely overvalued throughout the entire season in the Los Angeles Rams coupled with injury news that by the way, Aaron Rodgers on the bad toe, threw for four touchdowns and eleven yards per attempt the game prior.
3: Mm-hmm. I-, I thought it was incredible to watch this transpire. Uh, and despite all that, on Thanksgiving the Cowboys are missing their top two receivers yep. and the line moves a half point or a point, and that's it. We were talking Which about that right, sense. right before it kicked uh, off. I thought that line should have. Been, I thought to I said before the game, I thought the Cowboys should have been about four, four and a half point favorites. And uh, that, that one didn't make sense to me. Aaron Rodgers today on that bad toe, 28 for 45, 307, two TDs, no interceptions. He was sacked one time. He put the ball forty-five time, up in the air 45 times today. <laughs> you got Vaughn Miller, you got Aaron Donald on that Rams defense. You got a quarterback with a big toe. You can't get him on the ground. The Rams got some serious problems on offense and on defense. And, uh, you know, I know Stan Kroenke wanted to uh, – he wanted to buy his way into the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is in LA. It's in his stadium and he he told his uh, goofball management team, go out and give away all our first round draft picks. Spend insane amounts of money. Let's get Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham, Von Miller. Let's buy our way into the Super Bowl. It mm-hmm. doesn't work that way. This is not fantasy football. Uh, and the Rams, I thought, were embarrassed in the third quarter today. Now it was a 2017 game at halftime. Sean McVay is one of my favorite coaches, but uh, what was he doing? He, you come out in the third quarter and you get your doors blown off uh, today, and uh, obviously the demise of Aaron Rodgers because of the uh, the bad toe was greatly exaggerated, and uh, a lot of betters paid for it. I know a lot of betters who love the Rams today.
2: Well, and, and by the way, McVay too. And it's the end of the game. Oh, what you And, and the, the end probability end of, the of winning the yeah. game. But you get a playoff with 53 seconds left to go on third and one. You don't kick a field goal until there's
3: 18 seconds left. 18 seconds. They wasted about 30 seconds. And and, and the
2: most illogical play, too. You need the touchdown. What are you doing? Uh, McVay, look, I think we've talked about this a lot, and I think this needs to be said about Sean McVay. And I've, I've heard this before. I think it was from Michael Lombardi as well. This is a pretty solid offensive system. But it is insanely clear that when they fall down, Mm-hmm. This is not a system that is built to get back from deficits, and
3: even like a three-point well, deficit, it should be. When you got Matthew Stafford, so right. be one of the best pure passers in the NFL, you got speed receivers, you got Cooper Cup. Why not? Why can't the Rams play catch up? They should be able to. I agree, but it, it seems like. It's really based
2: on setting up different plays with their running attack, different formations, baiting, all these things. All right, where... Let me tell
3: you something about that running attack today. 20 carries, 64 yards, yep. about three yards a carry. I agree. Okay, They're, There's a problem there with the Los Angeles Rams. At one point, I thought they were the best team in football, but this
2: has clearly not been mm-hmm. the case for the Los Angeles Rams. By the way, today, so the Green Bay Packers cover, they've only failed to cover two times this year. I know. It was that Vikings First game that they lost one? out, right? Yep, yeah. in the week one. They have
3: been incredible against the number as well as straight up. And they, they should have covered against the Vikings if that interception that Kirk Cousins threw to uh, lose the game was not overturned. <laughs> yep, It's over in Baltimore, or should I say under. It's been dead under all night. Ravens 16, Browns 10. It's final. It is final. So the Baltimore Ravens will go
2: on uh, to face the Pittsburgh Steelers next week. We will see uh, what, ex- indeed, the number is going to be for that. Again, they were three-point favorites on the look-ahead do wonder if the market overreacts a little bit or moves at all, given what the Steelers just went through uh-huh. against the Cincinnati Bengals. But I got to tell you, I'm not really running the window to lay points on the road with the Baltimore Ravens after watching them this nah, week.
3: No, nah, no. You know, the Ravens. I think the last two times we saw them on the road, once was at Miami, and they lost. And the Lamar Jackson was out there. The next time, it was Tyler Huntley in Chicago, and he needed a miracle to pull out the game to beat the uh, Bad News Bears. So, yeah. uh, the Ravens. When I when I rank the AFC contenders, right now I don't have the Ravens in the top five. I agree with that. I mean, I think there's not
2: much space between like the top five teams anyway, but they're flawed. And here's the thing: like when it comes to what the,
3: the you talked about, a team that can't play catch up, it's the Ravens, right?
2: No, I would agree with that, and I think they're flawed defensively. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I was kind that of was amazed Like from a from a matchup standpoint, it didn't really work well for Cleveland. If you look at it from the metrics. The Ravens actually play the run extremely well this year. They're one of the better front sevens against a run this season. The thing that we have discussed many times on our show, the things that the numbers tell you, <laughs> a team that blitzes so much, they're susceptible to yards after catch. They're susceptible to missed tackles. Like Those are the things that you can take advantage of. That's why Joe Burrow destroyed them right. but four weeks ago, a month ago. And ultimately, that is not the case for the Browns today. 17 carries, 40 yards, 2.4 per attempt. Got absolutely nothing. A long run from Kareem Hunt of nine yards today, and that was it against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah,
3: the, the Browns... You can talk about the Baltimore defensive deficiencies, but the Browns didn't do much at all yep. offensively tonight against that defense. And uh, uh, Lamar Jackson throwing the ball, look at that 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 one completion. Oh, talk about prairie That was just a prayer he threw up, and it looked like a you know that's something you'd see in a high school game when the quarterback uh, has no clue what he's doing, just to throw it up for grabs. I don't like either of these teams. I really haven't liked the Browns all season. But with Baker Mayfield banged up, I think the Browns are going to, if they make the playoffs, they're going to be out quickly. Yep. All right, so we can set this up. I don't really want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about the Colts game. Is
2: that, I was going to go uh, there
3: briefly. Let's get it over with.
2: 38-31. 30, so the Buccaneers, It's the Colts, Colts lead by Colts are up
3: 24-14. They're driving to go up 17 points. And just a...
2: I don't even know. If, what's. Is there a worse word that can collapse? You're a journalist. You have a thesaurus for a mind. Meltdown. Whatever uh, it, you want. Huh? Three.
3: Unraveling. Three.
2: Three consecutive turnovers. A Buster. strip sack, an interception, and a muffed punt uh, that ultimately lead to the Buccaneers taking the lead. Man. The Colts respond in a tremendous fashion, by the way, to tie the game at 31 points. Right, Great drive. Jonathan Taylor's drive down the field. They score a touchdown. It was brilliant. It looked a little bit like the second quarter in which they dropped 21 points, by the way, on the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, the final play of the game in which <laughs> every time he ran the ball, too, it was ridiculous. Leonard Fournette runs for 28 yards and a touchdown. What a beat.
3: What a yeah, beat. Yeah, with 20 seconds left. So if you have the Colts plus three, plus three and a half, you know, that might cost somebody a lot of money. It might.
2: Who knows? I wouldn't know anything about that, though. All right, on the other side, let's talk about this Monday night game. I'm excited. Let's talk about something that's going to make me happy Uh, because i got to tell you, the Patriots are rolling. They continue to cover numbers, and I think they match up extremely well with the Buffalo Bills.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Opening Lines with Charles Devontobel and Matt Humans on VCN, the Sports Betty Network.
2: What could have been, folks, what could have been. Hey, we have a new prop tracker, though, available on vcin.com. This is what keeps me going, you know what I mean? For you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vcin.com, get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends, find the best value, track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. Don't let it fool you. There's a lot of pain underneath this smile today. (laughs) That's okay, though. It's okay. We persevere. We move on. Ultimately, good week. So, with that, let's talk about something that will make me happy because I'm really excited. This has the potential to be one of the best games uh, in this season. Bills, Patriots, coming up on Monday night next week. I will very much be looking forward to, especially after, a, I think it's been like a month or two of just kind of some blech. Monday night games. like The Monday night games have not been great or not been exciting, uh, but this one seems like it's going to be great. Yeah. Buffalo Bills, look ahead was three with a total of 46. Reopens three, actually shaded minus 120 at some spots in favor of the Buffalo Bills. Bills are going to be favored here. They're power rated too high to be anything shorter than a field goal at home, uh, even a divisional game against a Patriots team that has won and covered six consecutive games. So initially when you look at this, you kind of think to yourself, it's kind of what I talk about, right? Or we had a market high here with the Patriots. Now, I don't think we are now in this matchup because I think, humans, the Patriots match up extremely well with the Buffalo Bills. When you meet the Buffalo Bills, you want two things. You have to be able to do two things. Run the ball extremely well, which I think the Patriots can do against a very, uh, I think, undersized front seven to a certain extent. The other is drop back, play coverage, and let Josh Allen just screw it up. And I think the New England Patriots can do both of those things extremely well. How about
3: that graphic? The AFC East. Beast! All the teams in that division won of... and covered this week. Patriots win by twenty-three. Oh, and uh, production crews on it. Unfortunately, the Bills rolled on uh, no, Thanksgiving night. Mac Jones again very efficient today. Twenty-three for thirty-two. He had some receivers make some big plays for him. Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne have really stepped up. Yep. And uh, you don't think of those guys as elite receivers, but uh, they're playing at a high level for the Patriots right now. How
2: about the turnovers again today, too? I mean, this defense. Coming into today, they had forced uh, 13 turnovers
3: over the course of their win streak, and they get another four today. Yeah, and in fact, <laughs> incredible. The, the only thing that bothered me about the game today was the Patriots uh, gave up some big plays on the ground. Yes. Uh, 39 carries, 270 yards. They gave you a 60-yard run, a 30-yard run. That's a little bit uncharacteristic, but again, the Bills can't really run the ball like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that was the Titans doing that without Derrick Henry, which is a little bit surprising that the Patriots got gashed for some big plays like that on the ground. But the Bills not been that effective running the ball. Uh, I like the Pats here. I was surprised to see a 3.5 mm-hmm. uh, on this game today. I really didn't think we would see anything over 3. I thought it was going to be 2.5 or 3. There's got to be a lot of respect for the Patriots out there in the betting market. But JVT, maybe I'm underestimating how much betting support there is for the Bills every week. We saw it last week on Thanksgiving. It turned out to be they're yeah, on the so- right side. Yeah, the, the Bills betters. Got rewarded, uh, but they beat up on the Saints. The Patriots playing at a much higher level than the Saints right now. It's not even close. So if you had to rank the teams in the AFC right now, I don't know how you can't rank the Patriots number one.
2: Oh, I would agree with that. I think at this point they get the edge given how well they've played. Their defense is opportunistic. Their offense is really even keel. They don't turn the ball over a lot. They maintain time of possession. They they just they're playing the safest brand of football out of all of the teams in the National Football League. I would say out of the, all the teams outside of the, the Packers in the NFL period.
3: Right. Well, we keep talking about the NFL every week. Uh, who's reliable? Who can yeah. you bet on from week to week who's not going to let you down? Yep. you got two teams that really you can bet on every week, and that's the Patriots and the Packers. Yep.
2: Absolutely. And the Cardinals, too, right? I mean, I guess you throw the Cardinals in there. Who cares who plays quarterback? <laughs> you could throw yeah. them in there. But to your point overall, I'm really fascinated to see where the market goes because these threes are all altered juice right now, minus 120 to the Bills side. Mm. So if you want to take three, you can get even money on it right now. But to your point in terms of the support, like these are it's almost like, you know, two your two children. You can never pick between your two kids. But these are two teams that the market really likes to support. Patriots, much more in the more recent weeks. Uh-huh. Right. But what the market does here in this kind of a situation is going to be pretty fascinating. Because I don't think it's going to come off of the three. Right? Because then you'll get a lot of bill support at minus two and a half.
3: No, no, nah, nah, I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's drop below half. three. It's yep. gonna be three or three and a half, like V Sin Vinny said when he joined us uh this hour, and uh three and a half, I'll take the pat. So I, I am fired up for this game. You're right. I mean it's kind of stating the obvious because this is a few years now this transformation's happened, but the NFL and NBC putting the marquee game of the week on Sunday night, and a lot of times Monday nights is the leftover Turkey, right? Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of bad games. And weak matchups on Monday nights, and we get another one tomorrow night with Seattle at Washington. But a week from Monday is going to make up for it, because I think uh, Patriots Bills has potential to be the best Monday night game of the year.
2: Yep, and and to the point of when you're talking about the matchup with Allen and sitting back and letting him make his mistakes. Uh, when not blitzed, if you look at the the different ways, like the Pro Football Focus keeps track of the numbers for quarterbacks, you know, kept clean under pressure, not blitzed and when blitzed, uh, he has committed by far his most turnover worthy plays when he has not been blitzed. Fifteen turnover worthy plays, fifteen of his nineteen turnover worthy plays this season have come when he hasn't been blitzed. I.e., dropping everybody back in coverage and seeing what else he can do with it.
3: So, well, he thinks he can make any throw. Yep. Then you can't do that. You can't get away with that. We saw Thanksgiving night. He threw two more picks. So we'll see if the uh, Patriots can keep the one of those was a deflection when he got hit from behind on the sacks. So that's it's mm-hmm. a little bit unfair, but still, he's he's a little bit loose with the ball. And you want know Mac Jones has not been. Mac Jones is a rookie who is playing like a veteran right now. It's going to be interesting to see how he plays in that environment in Buffalo on a Monday night because that's going to the fans are going to be going berserk for that game.
2: All right, it's let's be, let, let's go to another game that is pretty fascinating and it's a divisional matchup as well. But, but I like to always, you know me, how I always bring up like market power ratings and the ebbs and flows of certain teams and the way we respect them. Well, this is the, the biggest move from the look-ahead. For those who weren't with us earlier, the biggest move from the look-ahead line to the lines that opened up today uh, is in the San Francisco-Seattle game. San Francisco gets a win and a cover at home today over the Minnesota Vikings. The look-ahead line had them humans as a two or one-and-a-half point underdog on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. Reopens today. San Francisco is a two-and-a-half point favorite on the road with a total of 46 and a half. And one shot, by the way, uh, that that is two-and-a-half
3: minus 120.
2: So I would assume we're probably going to get to three here with San Francisco on the road.
3: Yeah, and I hate that because at uh, three, I would have to look at the Seahawks' yep. as home dogs. And I really don't want to back the Seahawks right now. It's kind of like the Steelers and Seahawks are teams you don't want to bet on. Don't you feel that way? Yeah. Two weeks, by the way, just two weeks ago, this team was catching four at home against
2: the Los Angeles Rams on Monday night. Yeah. Now they're laying three on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. Just gives you an idea of how fickle the market can oh, be at no times. Doubt.
3: No doubt. Well, we thought that was market overreaction, too, with the Rams right. being four-point favorites. But uh, I know some sharp betters who were laying the points with the Rams. Uh, they had uh, they had basically written off the 49ers at that point. Well, NFL, you write off a team and uh, they can – spring back to life before you know it. That's kind of the case with the Niners. You watch them uh, today. They fall behind the Vikings. They roar back, get the win, the cover. Suddenly the San Francisco is playing much better football. And uh, I I kind of agree with the line flip here. I think I I wouldn't make it a full three, but I thought the 49ers probably should be one and a half to two and a half point favorites at the most Mm -hmm. at Seattle. And that's before we see the Seahawks play tomorrow night. Yep, and we'll see how they uh, they handle that game. And this is also, too, there's a lot of noise around Seattle
2: as well. Pete Carroll seems to be at the end of his tenure with yeah. the Seahawks. Haven't been drafting well. Uh, that is a team that is uh, well, the you, coverage of bearing when it comes down. Two
3: first-round draft picks, <laughs> paid Jamal Adams an insane amount of money, and the guy's not really producing. Yep. You thought you were one player away. It turns out you're about ten players away uh, from a Super Bowl.
2: And i got to say, in favor, like when it comes to the 49ers, right, they looked really good today. Elijah Mitchell, 133 yards and 27 carries. Yep. But that was the Minnesota Vikings, who, in terms of EPA per play defensively, the worst run defense in the National Football League. So now you got to go on the road and replicate that against a divisional rival. And again, today, while there were moments, Jimmy Garoppolo also didn't really look the greatest at times against the Minnesota Vikings. No, <laughs> he didn't.
3: And that's going to be the case anytime you bet on the 49ers. You're going to have to take the good, the bad with the good. And uh, Jimmy G's not going to play a spotless game uh, too often. But, again, when you look at the Seattle defense, it's probably comparable to the Minnesota defense. Yeah. Actually, I could tell you right now what they are. Yeah, give me a second. The Seattle defense is worse against the pass. Yes,
2: by far. Uh, but when you look at um, the EPA, EPA numbers coming into this week, against the run defensively, you have the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they're average, 18th in the National Football League, so a little below average. But what are they against back. the pass? Uh, against the pass, the Seattle Seahawks? they got to be
3: around 30th. Uh, 25th. How about okay. that? Look
2: okay. at you. You know your stuff, huh? You watch the football league a lot?
3: You know, <laughs> the one thing about watching the NFL, college football was insane. It was off the charts on Saturday. How great was college football Saturday? Yeah, it was great. Oh, fantastic. The last huge college football Saturday of the season, man, it doesn't get much better than that. Then you watch these NFL games and the officials are throwing flags on every Ugh. other play. And you got these passing the Thanksgiving game uh, between
2: the Cowboys and the Raiders was ridiculous
3: with twenty eight penalties and about three hundred penalty yards. Uh, the officials need to kind of get out of the way and let these guys play. The NFL is becoming over officiated and uh. sometimes it's hard to watch. Although I thought there was a hold on that that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Leonard Fournette run probably could have called that back. <laughs> there's, a P, all right. there's a P.I. that should have been called on the Bucks too. That wasn't called. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's very true. <laughs> We're watching it right now. Uh, all right, we'll come back. So we'll recap all of these games. There's also a lot of injuries to go over from this past weekend as well to a lot of key personnel. In fact, we get uh, moments ago a, a report that maybe Cleveland Browns could be without their right tackle for the rest of the season. So we'll update all of those as we run through the opening lines when we come back here on opening
1: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God.
1: slash i heart.